This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. From the ArmeniaProud.com studios. Genazit Hayed. This is a Toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. A comprehensive look at the Armenian culture, only on lineupmedia.fm. Genazit, genazit, parilusin, spesek. How are you, Brian? I'm doing extremely well again. You know what? We got a special guest, one of my favorite actors. He's Armenian. And uh, he starred over a, a hundred roles in TVs and movie scripts, and I'm I'm really excited about having him. And we're honored to have Ken Davitian on our show here. Ken, how are you? I'm actually fabulous. You're fabulous. I, I, yeah, I'm uh, everything except for a couple of pieces of pain here and there. Uh, now everything's going good. Now, you just came back from England because last time uh, I was uh, yes. app messaging you, you were uh, shooting a movie out there. Yes, I was shooting a trilogy called Mr. Mayfair, starring Armand DeSante, Stephen Bauer, and myself. Wow, wow. And it went from the beginning of the first movie and the reason I was brought in is it was a mob movie, and they wanted to make it a little bit of, you know, funny. So we made it funny, and then I don't know how this happened, but we ended up singing, and <laughs> it ended up like a Rat Pack musical. Wow, wow. When's that coming out? I have no idea. <laughs> I would say by the end of the year. End of the year. Can't wait for that one. Can't wait for any of your stuff, my friend. Either can I. This is this is uh, a real uh, mob movie, and I actually beat the holy heck out of somebody. Uh, nice. Then I beat somebody up with a hammer, and I shoot people, and then I'm singing and dancing. <laughs> it all comes down to singing and dancing. Just like, uh, what was that, Blazing Saddles at the end? They're all dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, uh, you grew up in uh, California, and uh, when did you when did you find this to be your calling, being an actor? I I really think it was earlier than thirteen, because my grandmother was an actress in uh, Armenian plays, and uh, they used to go to Wilshire Ebel Theater. They'd go to Fresno, San Francisco, and I was like six years old. And uh, I'd go to rehearsals, and I'd run around, and I just thought, my grandmother's on stage. People are, like, enamored to listen to her. She didn't even write this stuff. Uh, and my grandfather and father are picking up garbage. Wow. Which one would I like better? <laughs> Which one would I like better? Well, I tell and you. And then at 13. Yeah. At 13 years old, I read. I, I always read the TV guide way back then, and uh, it said that Michael Landon was making $25,000 a week on Bonanza. Can't beat that. And I thought, that's like two trucks of rubbish. Right. <laughs> and uh, I liked it better. Of and course. And so I was a theater arts 
theater arts major in everywhere I went, junior high, high school, college. Uh, and then right after college, I made a film and everybody told me this is the beginning. You're going to be a big star because the director is a young kid named Albert Brooks. Oh. And <laughs> he's wow. going places and he likes you. So we made the movie. It was called Real Life. And I went to the premiere and I said, okay, I'm right, right here. Wait, wait. No, no, it's right here. I'm, uh, hold on, hold on. It's right. Uh, okay. I don't know. I'm not in the movie. So <laughs> I wow. got on a rubbish truck and got married. <laughs> nice, nice. You know what? Uh, I tell you, can I? We did a background, and uh, we've got our interns out there that uh, brought information. And man, oh man, what a story on your pop too. I mean, uh, I read the background on your dad. What a proud Armenian man he was. He he wanted Armenia to be free. I mean, you could write a movie on this guy right here, Brian. I mean, this yeah. uh, this gentleman here was uh hands on you know the dirt and everything uh being proud that that proud to be armenian really really it's amazing ken i'll tell you i have a script that was written by a guy named joe magardichin who is a is younger than i am but we used to hang around when we were kids all in montebello uh and his mother used to complain to us that we were a bunch of spoiled brats because we didn't have gas in the car. We didn't have money for this or whatever it was. She'd say, you don't know nothing. You want to know when to complain? When the bombs are falling, the bombs. Mm. And we thought, okay, here you go. You know, <laughs> here you yeah. go. Uh, We've heard it before. She, she dictated a story to her son about her life in the camp. And it goes, it, it just, it's just amazing. It goes all the way to where uh, George Mardikian goes and brings the 3,000 Armenians with the help of Eleanor Roosevelt uh, to Fresno and then from Fresno to East L.A. And East L.A., I was conceived. So, uh, it, it, and it's a really... The first thing I did after I read it is I called up Joey and I said, Joey, where did you lie? I mean, tell yeah. me the truth because your mother's still alive and we're going to put her on the view and she's going to say, no, 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 what you talking about? That never happened. And no. I don't want to be there. So where did you lie? At the end of the script, the ship was coming to Ellis Island and it actually did start to sink. And the Coast Guard came and saved everybody. But he had a, a couple of pages where his mother fell into the ocean and there was a shark and the father saved her again. And I, th I said, take it out. Take it out. You don't need that. Please. These people have been through enough and nobody's going to believe all this shit anyway. Right. So, right. That, that's great. Uh, mother and daughter raped. Uh, German soldiers killed. Uh, the first page is his grandfather ripping his pants off in the middle of the street going, I'm not a Jew, I'm not a Jew. So 
it's very compelling. It's really interesting. It's and it's such a great script because it brings three thousand people from the war to immigrate in the United States legally. Right. So, right. Well, I tell you what, your dad. Uh, uh, just looking at from uh, what we got on the information, I mean, how many Armenians? How many Armenians out there? I I could understand World War One, but in World War Two, they're still thinking about the Yerakuin. They're still thinking about uh, oh, yeah. Republic of Armenia, and one day maybe we could have our country and. Uh, did your did your dad get to see that? I mean, did your dad get to see in uh, when did when did your dad pass not, away? Not free, not free. not free, he, not he, free. He died. No, wait a minute. He died when I was making Borat, but he did not go to Armenia. He went to Armenia in the sixties, and it was still under Soviet right, rule. Right, right, right. Uh, but he wouldn't let me go till after the uh, nineteen ninety one. I went in ninety one actually. Uh, and he told me, he says, you have a big mouth, you go over there, and they're going to throw you, <laughs> they'll throw you in Siberia. He uh, still had that Siberia thought in him, huh? You know why he thought that, which I think he's right, but when he went in the 60s, I was a AYF member, I was very political, and on a duffel bag that he took full of clothes, for his relatives, I wrote to hell with Moscow. Mm -hmm. And that caused 62 people to get script searched. And uh, just, it was, they came back and they all wanted me on a platter. Wow. Dead. Wow. So. Uh, and what year was that? 1962, 61. Wow. I'll tell you what. That's... So. He wouldn't let me go back, but I was very uh, involved in Armenian politics. Yeah. Uh, have you, uh, right now, you've got something going on, uh, something going on in Armenia. Your, your love of Armenia is really present. Uh, you're trying to put together a studio in Armenia, a major film company. How's that coming along? Yes. We went to Armenia six, five years ago, and I, I do... I have restaurants. I can build a restaurant with my eyes closed, and I I do the meat and everything, mainly the meat. Uh, I had one here called the Dip in L.A., uh -huh. and we made French French dip sandwiches, and it was half a pound of meat and roast beef, turkey, lamb, pork, chicken, pastrami, everything we cooked from scratch. We made great sandwiches. We had another place. We had a deli. We had Many restaurants, but in a restaurant, an Armenian person has to come in Armenia and pay me money out of his pocket for the food. And that's not what I wanted. The other thing I'm an expert at, in my opinion, is waste removal. I, I can set up a waste removal company, no problem. I was, uh, one of my downfalls was being invited to Mexico under NAFTA, to, uh, to open a waste removal company in Mexico City, uh, one that was profitable and clean and just like here in the U.S. And they had these shitty old trucks and, 
and uh, they didn't know what they were doing. But at the end of it, they the greed and the stuff right. came out, and we ended up filing arbitration under NAFTA. And Mr. Clinton said, "Ken, I can't help you. I'm uh, under the watchful eye of the Congress, and you know what I did, and all that." He said, "Go talk to Ron Brown." Ron Brown died in a plane crash. Salinas, the president of Mexico, turned out to be an embezzler. And I, yours truly, lost $5 million. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, Ken, Ken, right now, we got uh, we got something going on in Armenia with the waste removal. They, they're not picking up the trash. Uh, there's a lot of politics involved. And, I mean, uh, you wouldn't uh, be interested in doing something in the home base, would you? I would. You have to show me where the money is coming from. Right. I don't want to bill individual people because that's, first of all, they don't have the money. They don't, they're, they're, it's a strange concept. I, you're going to charge me to take away my garbage? They've been throwing, we've been throwing it out there all this time. So that's one. And the city, like if the city of Yerevan paid for it, I, I don't know. It was my, the hesitation has always been money from an Armenian to an Armenian. A studio yeah. brings in money from outside, and we can employ two, 3,000 people. In our plan, we have a, a, a theme park that's connected to the, to the movie. Uh, anything that we do in a movie, we're going to have a games in the theme park. We also have plans to build a stadium for not only sports, but mainly for gaming. Uh, all of these uh, young kids are playing for two or three million dollars. Their cities and countries and, and uh, uh, people have teams and it's all these video games. Uh, so it's a pretty, uh, we even have uh, University of Connecticut that's going to come build uh, a campus on our property so we can send people back and forth. Serge Takian is uh, from uh, System of the Down is going to build a, uh, uh, a music section of the studio so that we can do scoring and other things for film. Uh, we, we were given uh, 70 hectares of land Coincidentally, it's right across the street from a guy who I made friends of and is probably going to be my partner, uh, Shant Hovnanyan, who built a golf course in the middle of Armenia. Wow. Uh, and they, they're in construction. So everything was going okay. And then the best thing that can happen to Armenia happened. With the government the change. Revolution. Yeah. 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 So, what, what is 70 hectares, by the way? Can you uh, tell a Westerner? No They're telling me it's over 100 acres. Over 100 acres. Wow. Yeah. Now, how did you know that, it, Brian? I just know these things. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't know that. We'll ask you for another question when, it, when we get to it. When it, I can come up with something else because I don't know. There's a lot, I'm still trying to figure out gallons and, and – uh, 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 <laughs> 
you're right you're right yeah. with me on that ken because i i i was there yeah. too i don't understand all that either so how's this project coming along you said it it was uh five years ago now you have the silk revolution uh okay now now yeah. last year last july not this july but last july i went and i did the whole spiel again the problem was I couldn't everybody because they're new. They don't know what they're doing yet. And I mean, it happened in April. So I understand. And uh, everybody said, oh, it's a great idea. We know all about it, but you got to talk to Nicole. You got to talk to Nicole. You got to talk to Nicole. I never got a hold of him. Uh, and, and I was going back. What was the problem with that? Uh, was Nicole's people not making contact with you or how, how did that go? Uh, yes, a hundred times. We we asked to meet. We asked somebody to be a liaison. The problem, it seemed like, that, see, how this all happened was after the first year that we were there and we did all this news and we explained what it would be, uh, we met with the uh, a lady named Hasmig, who was the cultural uh, person. Uh, I think uh, I know her. Minister of Culture. I think I know her. I had dinner with her, okay. I think, yeah. She had no concept of this. She right. didn't understand how it worked, and we tried and tried. A year later, a new guy named Armin became the uh, uh, Minister of Culture, and he's he used to be a, a talk show host in Armenia. He understood the concept. He understood how good it could be. He came to the U.S., and he asked me, to become the uh, film com first film commissioner to Armenia. Wow! And I gotta I I and I gotta go live there. So we we discussed it with my partner, and my partner went. And for the first three years, they they wrote all the rules and regulations just like here in the U.S. We had to we have to ask the government for a twenty percent tax credit that they have to give to all of the productions that are coming here. Mm -hmm. uh, but you've got to admit, somebody comes here and spends $5 million or $50 million. Bravo. That goes right into the uh, 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 pockets of everybody in Armenia. I mean, the oh, cleaners, wow. the restaurants, the hotels, yeah. and the studio as it's working, all the people, the extras, building sets, everything's done in-house. Uh but they thought you're part of the old administration. And I had to pull up uh, a video that I did that they told me, you know, the president's brother, uh, he sometimes is known for coming and asking for money. And I, being a big mouth American, said, if he comes to the studio, I'll burn it to the ground. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I'm Russian Armenian DP, We're right. a displaced person. I'm not going to stand for that. No, bravo, Kizzy. Uh, I, I agree with you. So, but we never got to that point. And we don't know, we, we know the land is there, and we've talked to them again. We've had meetings with them. They, everything was starting up again and i was going to go over there from london 
and the president's on vacation. My partner's over here in the U.S. My other partner's traveling Europe on vacation. So I came back here, and I, I want to go back there. This is a dream that I want to do. I want to build a studio so that, one, the world will see all of the stuff that we have in Armenia. I mean, we could have shot Game of Thrones there. We could have shot Harry Potter there. There's there's so much stuff. You're so right. Uh, so, and that would have brought millions and millions and millions of dollars into the uh, into the country. So, I'm still trying. What do you think it is, Ken? Well, why? Why? I mean, if there's something this productive coming to a country, is this just red tape? Is this just everyone wants to get a piece of the the action, or what's going no, on here? No, no, I don't think it's that. I, I just think that it's, I don't know what it is. I, I know there's a hesitant. Now, when I met with Hasmik five years ago, I said, you, we need a tax credit. Everybody, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, everybody's filming outside of Los Angeles because they have a tax credit. So we met with the bank, and the bank says, if you do it now, we can do 20%, but in a year or two years, we can even do 30%. We have to wait till Armenia doesn't owe so much money. Now, I'm trying to explain this to Hasmig and, and everyone else in the meeting. And wait, wait, wait. They're going to give us money. We're going to give it back? No, no, you don't give it all back. And the system we have, nobody else has in the world. It's immediate. So it's a credit card. Right. And we built it in Armenia. It's an IT thing because Armenia is great with IT. IT and animation. 100%. It's a credit card that you, right away, whatever your country owes on a tax credit, the the production company gets the credit card and they can spend the tax credit right there in Armenia. But still, it's 20%. So if somebody has a budget of $10 million, you have to give them a tax credit of 20%. Some Some cities and countries... You have to wait a year before you get it. But they use it on their budget. It's almost a line item that they expect, and they're not going anywhere without a tax credit. Right. So right. Uh, Ken, I need to get all of this done. And the problem is that two things. One, promise was a flop and didn't make money. And I was thinking it's going to be Schindler's List. Right. So now everybody, they're like, wait a minute. No, no Armenian, especially no genocide story. And uh, the other thing is, I, I just think it's like too, you know, I'm not asking for money. Uh, we have investors and we have more. But when the revolution happened, investors turned to me and said, hey, I understand we were going to be dealing with crooks. But now, is there going to be another revolution in a year or two years? Is this a common thing? And uh, how many times? I mean, we get all these papers and everything. Yeah, Yeah, it's just like when uh, Trump backed out of something, they think, oh, he's going to back out of everything. But revolution. uh, And believe me, I'm more happy for the revolution than I am for the studio. Right, right. I have a hat that says Dukov. I'm, I'm, Bravo, I, I, I think 
it was the greatest single thing that happened to Armenia in the last 50 years. I mean, you, you think about it, Ken. Throughout the world, not one shot was fired, and uh, and people were joining hands, and at the end, uh, everyone was singing and dancing together. You, you don't find a revolution like that. To say vaguely revolution, you think of something in France uh, in the 1700s yeah. or something, you know? So this was uh, unique, and uh, bravo to them. And, and uh, you know what? I, I think... Once you get these guys to understand what you're doing, I, I think we're in the door, but they're just, uh, I think they're still new and they're, I, I don't know, they, the, the whole trust factor, I think. Well, that, you know, if you got a ticket, you give the cop 20 bucks and yeah, yeah, he doesn't I know. write you a ticket. Yeah, I know. That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, yeah. You, you put the money with the ticket and you give it to them. That, that, yeah, that's what they told me they do. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't. They won't take it now. No, they won't take it anymore. You, uh, you've no, seen. They won't take it. You've seen Armenian uh, actors, comedians uh, through L.A. and the Armenian TV and uh, movies, Armenian movies out there. Are they? Uh, how do they lack, or are they uh, to the West on on uh, besides the big budgets, of course? But uh, it seems like the Armenians have a great. Uh, internal thing about them being actors and uh, shooting movies. How do you see Armenian movies and co uh, comedies uh, existing from from this point on after the revolution? I don't think they're going to change unless we open a studio and start teaching people how to act. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're doing a movie, you do not need to do Shakespeare. You're right. You don't need to yell, Barev, each pesos. You could just say Barev, each pesos. So right. they still haven't gotten to the realism. Yeah. Uh, I it, I was, when I was there four, five, four or five years ago, I got uh, offered two marriage proposals. Wow. One of them was a 35-year-old actress who was on a sitcom in Armenia, and she says, let's get married, I come to America, and you don't have to work, I'll get a sitcom, and you can just oh. have fun. Okay. And I said, I said, you don't speak English. And she said, eh, hitch. <laughs> I suck you. And that's the attitude. Like, We'll worry about that funny. when it comes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there was, I did a seminar for uh, 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 Golden Apricot, and I must have had 100 people there. They were all under the age of 25, and they all said the same thing. There's no work here. Get us out of here. We'll, we'll do everything, but we got to go somewhere where there's work. We don't mind working, but there's nothing here. And that's the truth, and that's where the idea came up. Listen. We need to build a studio. We need to teach these people how to act. And it's it's happening now because it's the, the younger people are much better. Uh, and we need to get American or West audience right. involved. All they're doing is, you know how they make a movie? They go to the government 
and they say, here's my script. I want to make a movie. The government gives them money. They make the movie. And that's it. That's all. No responsibility of making money. No responsibility of paying it back. No responsibility if it's good or bad or anything. They're done. And that is the old Soviet system. Yeah. Yeah. And I they still do it. I've seen, uh, I've seen, I, I mean, I'm married to an Armenian uh, from Armenia, and we go to Armenian friends' house and we watch uh, uh, movies. And it seems like they, they set up a 15 minute segment to get one joke out. At the end, uh, they all laugh, but I'm like, we just watched. 15 minutes of a of an episode just to get one laugh out of that. And, uh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying when you say that. Uh, I got a friend, uh, Jivan Evet Izyan, uh, but he's a director for uh, putting together Gate to Heaven. And uh, when you said globe, uh, what is that, that global uh, uh, apricot? That Golden apricot. Golden apricot. Golden apricot. And uh, he's... Uh, he's had a movie in that one, and now he's uh, looking to get this one gate to heaven. And he said uh, t- for me to say hi to you. So uh, he he uh, messaged me yesterday. I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with that one at all. But uh, when you said Golden Apricot, I suddenly thought of that. So I thought, let me give him a shout there. I, I Tell him hello. Uh, but I don't remember. Tomorrow I will remember the interview. <laughs> I can barely remember the lines they write for me to, and I ad lib on, on most of them anyway. Uh, I think there's a great, great uncapped future there because of just the logistics of where it's at, and nobody's seen it. And and believe me, when I tell people here it's a Christian country, everybody lights up like, "Oh, okay," you know. Right. Uh, so. It's just a matter of getting it done. And yeah. uh, I don't know how many roadblocks there is or, you know, I, I don't see making a lot of money for myself. But it sets up for something in the future, though, is what you're looking for. Yeah. Yes. I think it'll be I want to op- I want I want to work with Warner Brothers or Disney or Fox. I want them their name up there that they're managing it. Because I, I don't want a Ken Davidian studio, and I don't want a studio that's going to last my lifetime. I want a studio that's going to last for 100 years. You know, that's beautiful, Ken. And uh, reading about your dad, I, I think he would be so proud if this uh, ever takes base. I mean, th- this is unbelievable. And uh, I think uh, I think if Armenians get involved and they all agree to it, that's that's just the thing, just getting Armenians to – Put their heads together to agree on something. That that's everyone wants to be a chief. No one wants to be an Indian, you know. Well, you remember uh, uh, Saroyan's poem that the two Armenians get together. Right, right. Okay. The problem is nobody ever saw the the second page. When four Armenians get together, <laughs> now they're yelling and screaming and trying to figure out who should pay the bill, and it's just uh, completely different from two. Right, right. But it's it's doable. This is not a, a undoable thing. This is not uh, even the waste removal is doable. That my only hesitation is money has to come from somebody, and right. if some nice old lady owns this small little restaurant and she's barely making it, 
And I go over there and I say, lady, you haven't paid your bill. You owe $20. I don't have it. I get, I feel guilty. I'm not going to, what am I going to do? Right. Right. So it's only $20 for I her. Know. It's just 20 bucks. But for me, it's a hundred people times 20 bucks. Right. So, right. uh, that, I don't know, but, but I, I have to tell you like, uh, Kev Orkin did this thing that's supposed to be airing uh, 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 Armenia and comparing it to everywhere else. And uh, it's just an untapped great place to start shooting film. Well, I, I want you to keep that uh, keep that faith. And uh, with you and Serge Tankian and anyone else out there that wants to get involved with Armenia, God bless, and you know what we can, whatever we can do. Of course, we can, we can help out as well. Just uh, you know, uh, it's it's amazing that you're still, uh, you still got a strong conviction like that. Even when things broke down, you're still like, hey, you know what? I, I, I think we could still get this to work. You know what though, Ken? Yeah. Uh, let me change topics for a little bit here, and uh, I gotta tell you, brother, I, I loved you in that movie, Borat. Uh, those tantrums you threw, the the movie, the, you're arguing with Borat. Was that all, I mean, was that all you doing the arguing there? Or did they tell you to now say this or say that? There's no way they could have said that. I mean, this had to be no. you guys just uh, improvising like that. The whole movie was improvised. Oh, my God. I was wondering about that. Never understood a word he said because <laughs> he, he spoke in Hebrew. I thought something like that was happening. And I, I spoke in Armenian and I said whatever I whatever was real I said. And then when we got back, I said, "Okay, let's get into the studio so I can tell you what you have to write." And they said, "No, no, no, no. It doesn't matter what you said. We're going to write whatever the story needs, whatever space there is that the story needs uh furthering." And I said, but I said a lot of funny stuff. And they said, good, the Armenians will understand. Uh, yeah, we did. We did, and we loved it because I was in the cinema with my wife, and I go, holy shit, he's talking in Armenian, and he's saying all the words that I'd love to say right now. This, this, this was great. This was great. Brian, uh, you got a smile on you right now. Well, of course. I mean, I love stuff like that. You hear stories about uh, – People speaking other languages and then the subtitles and stuff, but like the language and the subtitles never match up. It's it's uh, uh, one of those those funny little tidbits, Easter eggs that end up in movies that I absolutely adore. Of course, of course. Hey, I so got... you must have loved. Oh, you must have loved the Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones. Oh, of course. You know that one in the water bottle when they're sitting down and. Oh yeah, I, I all those goofy things are are rather funny, but I, I'm still amazed that HBO let that one slip. I mean, that one was pretty bad. You you guys caught that? I didn't catch that. Oh yeah, no, it, I I was just like, yeah, why is I there caught. a Starbucks cup there? <laughs> but I don't know about slip. Oh, you think it was? You think it was on purpose? What are you? T- what are we talking about? Are we talking about the show? Are we talking about this is great PR? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is great PR. Hey, I got a question here from uh, Aram Tegichian. Uh, he's from Syria, and now he lives in St. Louis, Missouri. He asked me to ask you the movie Borat. We all laughed it up and enjoyed so much. How we all have a 
we all have a relative that went through something similar. Any chance we could see yes. Borat and Asma getting together again for another movie? I don't think so. I uh, I got a call about a month ago, and they said that he want, he's making a movie and he needs Azamat for a month. And I explained how difficult it was to work with him and how uh, <laughs> egotistical and narcissistic he was. Wow. And... How he, see, I don't know where I should stop, but he, uh, <laughs> I, I, his, his manager had set up for me to do a pilot with the guy that uh, everybody created, uh, the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond, right. and uh, produced by uh, uh, Tom Warner from Warner, Carsey Warner, uh, and his agent, they put a stop to it. They said that Ken Davidian's accent is owned by Sasha. Wow. What so, the hell? Really? So, and the president of Warner Brothers said, are you out of your mind? Uh, he did six feet under 10 years ago with that accent. And he talks in that accent anytime he wants to. Well, are you, this is ridiculous. But anyway, uh, it, it tanked it. I mean, we never got it shot. And about three weeks ago, no, about a month ago, they called me up and they said he wants to redo this. Uh, it's it's not a Borat 2, but it's uh, a, a movie and he wants Azamat to be in it. And I said, okay, which you're not supposed to be talking to me, but you're, you're calling me, talking to me, and they offered me an amount of money. And the amount of money they offered me, I said it was an insult. Uh, if these two iconic characters are going to get up oh, in, on the screen again, I'm not doing it for no double way. the amount that they paid me, which was only $60,000. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? It was like an Abbott and Costello in a... Kazakhstan type of way. I mean, you. I mean, one couldn't have made it without the other in that movie. Well, they sent me home after the naked fight, and the <laughs> next day the studio called and said, "Where's Ken?" And they said, "We sent him home." They said, "Bring him back. It's a buddy movie." And yeah. from that moment on, he told the director Ken took too much light yeah. and never spoke to me again. Wow. Except in public. Wow, that was my next question. Do you guys ever stay in touch? Obviously, I I can't believe nope. I can't believe he did that. I, that. I mean, it seemed like you guys worked so well together in the movie, but he thought you were taking some of the uh, some of the spotlight from him. Yeah, and I got to tell you something. And you did, by the way. That was beautiful. Yes. I loved you. I and, loved you in that movie. And you are the first anything especially uh, uh, radio, television, uh, you're the first person. That's This is a, uh, what do you call it? Exclusive. Exclusive, yeah. I, I, I was brokenhearted because i got to tell you the truth. I would not have sat on the guy's face if I didn't like him. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right.
You know, I, I kept saying fat guy in boxers. It's hilarious. And they said, no, you got to be naked. You gotta be and naked. I said, OK, if he's going to be naked, I'll be naked. I'm not going to, you know. Right. And, and I told them because many people asked me and I said, listen, I got a Uncle Lavik who lives in Armenia, who's been to America seven times. If the house is burning, he'll get up, he'll put his slippers on and a robe and wake everybody up and get you out of the house. If you piss him off, he'll run after you naked. He don't care. Right, right. Uh, you've had you've had some roles, but who had who's out there? Who's that director out there there that you would want to work for? Uh, who's that one director that you say, you know, I'd love to work for that guy? God, I, I think I missed it, uh, and it's Scorsese. And really, uh, I I was given the script of the Irishman. And that's all. I was just given the script. I read it. I wanted to do it. And uh, the producer that gave me the script fell out of the film. And my my dream would be to work with with Scorsese. Wow. I had you down for Quentin Tarantino. I, I think that you you would have some dark humor to it. And I, I think that uh, that would be a type of movie that uh, I'd love to see in uh, because he's got that. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, there's a ahead. lot of factors in there, and one of them is age, and the other one is, as a kid, I was, I, you know, watched Scorsese and De Niro and Pacino, and to me that would be a, a, a feather in my hat. I made two movies that got acclaimed by everybody and made a lot of, and one of them made $257 million Borat. I never spoke a word of English and the other movie won the Academy Award and I never spoke a word. What, which one was that? The artist, the artist. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, that's unbelievable. man. I, I, I understand the the strangest things can happen. And I, I, I'm waiting to go see Tarantino's movie. You know, he had said he's only going to make 10, in his lifetime. And uh, he's doing the the 10th one is coming up. I, I, I'm not sure. I think it's Superman or something really out of the, out of his ballpark. Wow. Wow. So anything on that, Brian, you get in that superhero stuff. Uh, I, there are rumors of him uh, doing a possible Star Trek movie. Star That's Trek. what it is. Star yes. Trek. That's what it is. Uh, and it would be a rated R Star Trek film. Like of course, it's got to be the first of its kind. There's it, no way that could be a rated PG with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the the rumors are out there that that is the case. Uh, I but I nobody knows like what actually could happen with it because you know Paramount is like super protective of that franchise. We gotta get Ken in there. We get. We What's get the T? Armenians What's in space. What's the T stand for? Do you know? I do not. Uh, I, I'm shooting blanks too. You you got it, James. James T. Kirk. Oh, uh, Tiberius. Very good. Yeah. Oh, he's Very good. good. He. I, I'm telling you, Ken. Out there, he just keeps rambling off on superheroes and Star Trek, hey, Star hey, Wars. I do more than that too, because uh, if you remember, we were talking about you know, like the excitement of of interviewing Ken, and I was like, I was like, you mean the the guy in SWAT? 
Yeah, you it, because like because that's that's the first thing that I actually remembered seeing you in. The 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 guy goes back a, a long ways with you, Ken. He he loves yeah, your movies. I was, see a lot of movies, so I don't. You don't. I really don't. Tell I me about that. I get that. I totally get that. You you don't if watch I'm yourself. In the movie, I don't want to see it. If I'm in it, I don't want to see it, but I watch it. And if I'm not in it, why should I go watch it? <laughs> Those are my two attitudes. Yeah. Wow. So, but I watch I watch movies. I've. Uh, do you? I, I went to a film festival in London for Quentin Tarantino, and I saw Bill Volume One again, and nice. then I had to work the next week when they were doing Bill Volume Two. Wow. So I still have to see that again. Do uh, you do you critique yourself a lot when uh, you're watching yourself out there? Yeah. I I thought you would. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people say uh, that. Uh, you you have to. You're like, oh, I could have done that, or oh, I should have done that, and but you got to trust your director. Yeah. So uh, this last director I had, fabulous. I mean, he was made for me. He kept saying, "Okay, go do your thing." I says, "What do I mean to do? Just go, go, <laughs> just go. go do your thing." Yeah. So. And and I did. I mean, he knows I I uh, do improv, and it was difficult for some other people, but the three of us we improved great. Now, have you so, ever had any roles that uh, they've given you, and you look at the script and you go, "How the hell am I going to pull this one off?" No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't no. think so. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. That's uh, I I every anytime somebody asks me that I turn and look to him and go I ran around naked. <laughs> I sat on a man. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you could handle it. Um uh, I want to play Palat Pasha. Oh my god, you would be kind of a pretty good Palat Pasha, I got to tell you. He was short and fat. Yeah, yeah. He uh he, yeah. Yeah. What? And I want to I want to get killed. I want. Well, I yeah, want yeah, yeah, you, you've got to get killed. killed. That's for sure. You can't be a yeah. surviving Talat Pasha to the Armenians. Um, yeah, I don't know because of promise. I don't know if there's going to be another genocide movie in I'm t- another, I, in my lifetime. I don't. You know what, Ken? That movie to me, and I'm not going to rip on people that I had the I had the the producer of. Uh, of that promise on our show and everything. But I got to tell you, man, I didn't get why they did it. Why? I mean, I would have liked to have seen behind the scenes the Turks sitting down and talking about why this is going to happen and all that. It, it wasn't anything like that. It, it, it became something like uh, something in the 60s where uh, they're running and uh, with their horses, their wagons. I, I don't know. I, I Tell me, in, am I missing in, it? No. In uh, the way I defined it was it had no Armenian soul. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I can't see two priests get together and they don't say a word in Armenian. I have no problem with them talking in Turkish and Armenian in my mind, but it's all in English. Yeah. But you have to give them something and and then the other stuff that I really thought was bad is he 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 didn't use any blood. He didn't want to 
I mean, uh, Angela Serafian's character was pregnant and her stomach was ripped open. And even uh, the star said, because uh, I saw some of the back uh, uh, making of, and the star turns her over and says, look, she's not bleeding. She's not, not, no, no, that's okay. We don't want gore. We don't want gore. I was, How can you not do this with no. gore? It's, it, it happened. Yeah. I, I just want realism. You're so right. anyway, I, but I have to say hats off to uh, Eric and, and Krikorian because at least they made it happen. Of course, of course. Uh, I, I mean, from the root stem, from the atom, I, I, I think that we can't give enough credit uh, for Krikorian to do this, to, uh, for for him to put this project out with his own money and not even looking for any profit out of it. So uh, it was amazing. It was amazing on that sense. Uh, well, if he made profit, there'd be nobody to send it to. You're right. So, You're right. Poor guy died, and he didn't even see the film. Wow. But he was he was a great private Armenian. Uh. Ken, I gotta ask you this too. If if one day in uh, Hollywood they made a movie about you, who would you want, living or dead, playing you? Wow. I I, I got him. I stumped him. I mean, uh, I I just threw this out there, and I I said maybe Ken's got some guy out there that uh, he's always admired, besides your Burt Reynolds, of course. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, does he have to be my size? No. Let's just say you got freelance here. You got anyone to choose from. Who are you going with here, Ken? Your guy. This is this okay. is the one you want playing Real, you. Realistically, realistically dead uh, would be uh, uh, Luke Costello. See, I missed out. I, I, You know who I was going with? I was going with John Belushi. I, I was going with uh, because John Belushi he didn't care how what what he did on the uh, on the on the TV on the movies uh, he was a funny guy and uh, you could even get him to play a serious role too like uh, in the movie Neighbors uh, he looked like an average guy and all that but that, that that's who I was going with. I gotta tell you, uh, he he was he's one of my uh, favorites and I remember. Uh, Sasha and I did Saturday Night Live, and uh, uh, the the guy that runs the thing, the, the main producer, Lauren Michaels. Brian, what's the guy's name? Lauren Michaels. Yeah. Yes, he uh, he came while I was sitting in a bench outside of Sasha's uh, uh, dressing room, and he said, "Is there anything I can get you? Are you okay?" <laughs> And I said, yeah, no problem. I, I waiting, Sasha, uh, uh, you know, uh, thank you. Uh, uh, you working here? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm working here. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, you know, and so we had like a minute there, right? So then we did the show. And after the show, we went to a restaurant party that they do every night at 1.30 in the morning. And I was me. And he was furious. Why? He just, he, because 
I fooled him. Well, you and, know what? He didn't have to talk to you like uh, you're from a boat or something. With uh, Well, that's what he thought. Yeah. Well. He didn't think I was an American actor. <laughs> so he he got upset. So to get him out of his upset, I told him what a great fan I am. And then I proceeded to uh, tell him the skit that uh, Belushi did, the first skit. Because the samurai it was, was in a- an accent. Which one and, was and that? And he said uh, it was the first time he, uh, from my recollection, it was the first time he was on the air on Saturday Night Live, and he was getting lessons. And he was, uh, the thing that he said was, I want to, uh, I want to be the Wolverine, and I want to pick your eyes out. <laughs> and when I said that, then he thought, okay, this guy has watched the show. And I've watched the show all my life. I know. I, I I would have loved to been a member of that cast in those days. That was, you got to admit, that had to be the best cast ever. Brian, you're easily, nodding your head, easily. too. Easily. Easily the first cast was the best. Yeah. 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 And I, I uh, now my only thing is I got to do something that would at least get me a host to be the host. Well, you're going to be a big host in Armenia whenever we get this uh, big uh Big park going here. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait for it. If there's anything I can do, we've got a we've got a couple million people that listen to the show. So we we'd love to help out as much as we can as well. So tell all million people to call the president's office and tell them we want a studio. I don't even care if they bring in Warner Brothers and I'm not involved. I want to be. But if they can do this, because when I was a kid, all they talked about was, oh, we make cars in Armenia. We have a shirt factory where we make all the shirts and we make tires. Yeah. But when you got older, you realized that they only did a portion. Every satellite country that the Soviets had did a portion of something. And if they put the car together in Armenia, Armenia said, oh, we built the car. But... They got all the parts from different countries. Right. Uh, I I want Armenia to work. Yeah. And the only way it's going to work is if people make money. So I don't care if they start making Boeing jets. If that'll if that'll do it, that's well, fine. You know, right now they have uh, the gold mine situation that that's happening in Armenia with uh, people are. Uh, saying that there, there's no way that we want this. But then the government's brought in an independent people to see if it would affect Lake Sevan and uh, the environment and all that. And the 16, they put 16 tests out there, and all 16 passed with this country, or not this country, with this uh, company that wants to do this. And you know what, folks? It, if it's going to put 2,000 to 3,000 people to work, and it's not going to hurt the environment. Let's let's really think about this. And on that note too, they're about, they're, they will get about five hundred million a year from this project. I, so you know, the new companies coming in, new uh, new technology, new businesses. It's kind of with Armenia. It's a slow process, and uh, you're going to have resistance. Yeah, I know. I'm feeling it, but but there are things out there like. Just that in the studio would be fantastic. Um, I I couldn't agree with you more because the people there 
or it's in their blood being an artist, the being the more thespian. I I really see Armenia on that side of the realm more. And why why the hell not? It's not going to hurt any anyone or anything uh, having that type of base in Armenia. So it's beautiful. Uh, you're involved with some charities. Uh, would you like to go over a little bit about uh, how you got involved in this? Well, uh, the charities in America, one of them is uh, uh, the hospital, uh, anything with children, because I had a problem Bravo. with the child when he was born, So, and now he's 37 years old. Bravo. Anything with children, like Children's Hospital, and uh, there's one in uh, the, uh, Danny Thomas's thing. Mm-hmm. He's sending money to that all the time. Uh, but Armenian, I'm very involved in Children of Armenia Fund. Bravo. I'm just amazed how they go and they they built uh, uh, villages into towns. They've got this new thing that they built for for uh, uh, kids. That's a, 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 it's a great building. I love Tumo uh, and and Sam they're putting this stuff together in Armenia. There's a lot of stuff that's happening that are is private that uh, is is great. There's another one, Children of Armenia Fund and Oran. It's a uh, 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 Rafi Hovanesian's uh, wife runs that, and it's a, a great organization. Every time I go to Armenia, I I go to both places, and uh, whenever I'm doing something that I have control, I I put something out there for people to donate and read about these uh, two organizations. Bravo. And you know, Mr. Mr. Mayfair, when I got the first script, my, uh, I was a Jewish guy named Ira. And I said, I I don't want to be a Jewish guy named Ira. (laughs) And my manager said, they're paying you. I says, okay, tell them if we can change it to an Armenian guy. Oh my God. And they changed it to, uh, Armin. And, uh, then there was a lot of, I mean, the director said, do whatever you want, make it Armenian. And <sighs> Jesus uh, Christ. Armin became, we, it became a running joke. Like I'd say, let's go somewhere and eat. And they'd say, whoa, you want Armenian food? And, uh, I made an Armenian breakfast and, uh, I threw it in there. I throw it in as much as I can because do- it makes me feel comfortable because that's what I, who I am. Do you still, do you still, uh, I know you're out West Coast. I'm in the middle of this country, and we still get excited when we see the Yerar Queen flag. Does that still put some sort of a, you know, beauty to your heart when you see that waving like that? I'm sitting in my office staring at one little one. <laughs> Bravo, Kizzy. I love it, man. I love it. And this is what it's all about being an Armenian. This this is it. And uh, I couldn't... I, I couldn't be any happier and uh, proud of you, Ken, for being on our show here. Uh, Brian, uh, go ahead. You got yeah, one thing. I just I got one question for you, Ken. Uh, will you be back on Cobra Kai for season three? Oh, good question. Yes. Awesome. And now, are you going to yes. be more, already, more into it? I'm already pinned for October 22nd to the 31st. Oh, my God. That, that's going to be good, man. I absolutely love that show. Yeah. Like, just. I was so surprised. They just uh, introduced you to that. They they uh, they got me over there, 
And for lunch, we had lobster because it was part of the scene anyway. We had lobster, and, I, and I'm staying at a great hotel. And I'm, I said, listen, I thought this is YouTube. They said, yeah. I said, then who's paying for all this? Google. <laughs> I says, oh, Google money. Okay, I'll have another helping. I'll have another helping. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Well, I tell you what, Ken. Uh, everybody, everybody's there. Yeah. It's, it's, and and when, it, when I was younger, it was uh, my kids' favorite movies. So they're all turned on. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's, you know what? It reminisces for our, uh, when my era yeah. in the late 80s and all that, to watch something like that and see the sequel keep going. It's, it's beautiful. And uh, I'm so glad seeing you on there. I, 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 I watched it and I seen you. I go, holy shit, that's our guy. That's, uh, that's Ken out there and uh, David. And uh, it was beautiful. So I'm glad you're going to be a part of it. And I'm and I'm supposed to be a property owner in Van Nuys, and I have to fly all the way to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that is crazy. That is crazy. Well, I tell you what, man, you're a friend of the show now. I, I told you this wasn't a bad bad gig. I mean, this was. Uh, we we ask uh, questions and try to maintain it in the Armenian realm, and we got fans all over that love the show, and uh, I'm glad. Uh, you're on it, man. Uh, you, you're great, Ken, and uh, we wish you nothing, nothing but success. And if anything you need down the line from us, you let me know, and uh, we'll, we'll put it out. We'll put it out there. We'll do what we can. We got listeners from Argentina, Brazil, even China, and Australia. We have uh, downloads. So uh, the, this is going to go out, and a lot of Armenians out there that are, that are going to be listening in, are, they're, they're going to feel proud, too, hearing you. You know, I put a Facebook uh, announcement before I went to London, and I said, after London, I'm going to Armenia, and I want somebody to write me a half-hour comedy pilot in English so we can shoot it in Armenia and try to sell it to Netflix or Hulu or somebody, but I want to shoot it in Armenia. And people said, well, do you have money? No, I don't have money. We'll find the money. It's about 60% cheaper to shoot over there. Uh, I'm somewhat of a name, so you got a name. So somebody come up with a script. This one girl called me from Australia. She says, I'm going to go when you're going. So we had, she was going to write something. She was going to go. I didn't go, and she ended up going. And, uh, uh, she she even got Botox on her lips, just for you. Lips. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you and, didn't uh, show up. Yeah, she's kind of pissed. But, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, but that the only thing you could do is tell people to tell people what's going on with the studio. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what. Uh, that's uh, we'll do that. Just keep me informed on it, and uh, we'll do what we can here. And uh, I'd love to be out there when this thing, uh, when we get the what is that, the, the ribbon cutting? Yeah, I'd yeah. love to be out there for that, and uh, we'll make it. Uh, we'll make it happen. We'll get get something going here, and uh, but please stay in touch with us, and uh, we'd love to have you back on any future projects. Uh, let us know. I mean, there's a lot of like I said, and you know it more than me. There's so many Armenians out there that just want 
to be a part of it again. And uh, we're losing a lot of people to, to other nations and all that. We're, uh, you know, we're all growing up in the Odar country. But this show right here, we try to we try to keep uh, a little bit of uh, what we have uh, and keep it alive. So that's what we're doing here. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you and take care. God bless and keep up all the great work. Thank you and thank you, Brian. Wow, wow, wow. That yeah. was great, man. That was amazing. That was amazing. That was amazing. That's Ken Davidian. And, uh, dude, the guy is so down to earth. Yeah. He's so down to earth. He's such a great guy. He's, uh, I've been wanting to get him on for a while, too, man. I know. He's got, he's got a movie he's shooting out in England. Uh, and uh, he said, when I get done with it, I'll make time for you. And I, I said, okay. And sure enough, uh, look, he just kicked back and uh, – one hour went so fast. Yeah. I mean, he could have kept going. We could have kept going. It would have been a fantastic time. He's, he strikes me as the type of guy that, like, you go and you hang out with him, you know, like a bar, a coffee shop, something like that, even at his house, and he'll just, like, entertain you, like, for hours and hours. No question about it. Like, you'll eat some great food, have some good drink, and hear a and, bunch and of great And just stories. kick back. Exactly. Kick back and come up with great stories. And he gave us exclusive, too. Exclusives, Yes. Yeah, so this is great. Thank you, my friends. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Ken, for being part of the show this week. And uh, keep tuning in, uh, my friends. And there's a lot more cool episodes. I think Ken has just opened up the door for uh, Armenia Proud. I think I, so, I, too. I really do. I, I think that uh, now we'll start getting uh, some real nice uh, guests. And thank you so much, Ken, for being a part of it. And thank you, my friends. Keep downloading armeniaproud.com go there and you could catch all our episodes we had a couple people that were driving long distance from kentucky to chicago they said john we just kicked back and hit episode after episode and it's not time related on these shows too you know yeah. it's uh, you could listen to it and uh, feel like you haven't missed a beat on anything exactly so that's what makes this show so cool thank you so much my friend genasa kisher party we'll see you not next week because our producers they're all in atlantic city they're they got a big uh, show what are you guys doing over there uh, we are going to work the UGC Halo Classic in Atlantic City. Yeah, and uh, we're unloading our all our experts with the videos, the all, all the groundwork with the keyboards and all that. These guys have to be there, so we have no show coming for you guys next week, but the following week we'll make something happen. We got something going here. So thanks again. Genatsa Kishir Party, we'll see you next time. Tune in next week for another episode of A Toast to Armenia with Jano Kabinjian. Find the show online at armeniaproud.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation at facebook.com slash armeniaproud or Twitter at armeniaproud. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.